Welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the podcast enforcing the law in a magical world. Today is June 11th, equal to Gemini 22nd. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts and hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. Spotify playlists are now available for you to listen to episodes in chronological order. Go to Spotify and type in Archives of Fabella into your search to begin listening all the way back to the dawn of creation today. June 11th, 1825 is the day the first cornerstone is laid for Fort Hamilton in New York City. In the magical wonderland of Fabella, wardens first donned different colored cloaks and took to the streets. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Gemini 22nd, 5825, FY, Fabella year, equal to June 11th, 1825, AD, Earth year. We all know that the rainbow flag is a symbol of LGBT pride. At this point, it should come as no surprise how the colors of the rainbow play crucial roles in the magical world of Fabella. The most notable are the colors associated with the cloaks of Fabella's law enforcement. On Gemini 22nd, 5825 FY, General Jackson Gerhard reorganized the Warden Department. I've spoken about wardens a lot before. They are Fabella's policemen in charge of preserving peace in cities across the globe. Gerhard, a gay harpy, was the first to institute the colored cloak system used in precincts all over the magical world of Fabella. Let's dive in. White cloaks are your rookies and other counsel in the field not officially recognized as members of the warden department. A white cloak has to earn their colors. They can be found in any place on the ladder of inner department seniority and are usually paired with a senior partner who is acting in a teaching capacity. Cadets graduating from the Warden Academy had to test into the colored cloak department of their choosing, with the tests getting more difficult for black and blue cloaks than they were for your green and red cloaks. Green cloaks were the non-magic beat cops. They were strictly dealing with those day-to-day -day tasks like crowd control, guard duty when necessary, and first response to emergencies, that sort of thing. They did not investigate crimes or deal with crimes related to use of magic. 
They were often seen as the lowest on the totem pole for the inner department tasks. Most of them were still quite young. To find a warden older than 40 in the green cloak department was rare, and often an indication that person was busted down from a higher level for workplace offenses. In fact, being forced to work a probationary period as a green cloak warden was often used as a punishment for wardens who stepped out of line or took unnecessary risks. Red cloaks were magic cops. They were only called upon to deal with tasks such as reversing spells, using magic in life-saving situations, and guard duty. They often co-mingled a lot with green cloaks and responded to the same emergencies if there was doubt about whether magic would play a role or not. Their ability to use magic was the only thing that elevated reds above greens. This position was often frequently used as punishment for workplace offenses committed by yellow, black, and blue cloaks. Yellow cloaks were traffic patrol. Highway patrolmen and members of the Coast Guard would be yellow cloaks if they were in Fabella. Yellow cloaks were mostly harpies because they didn't require equipment to fly. All yellow cloaks were required to have training operating a cable car not attached to wires, flying carpets, and broomsticks, later advancing to mechanical speeders. Speeding wasn't much of an issue in Fabella, because people regularly rode around on cable cars attached to wires. The biggest issue for yellow cloak wardens were vehicle searches and accidents caused by mid-air collisions. Violet cloaks were pre-crime wardens. They were fortune tellers who used divination to predict crimes before they happened. These would then be reported to blue cloaks who then chased down leads in real time as they happened in order to prevent a murder or other violent crime. Violet cloaks did not go out in the field very often and they were not allowed to make arrests. The job of a violet cloak was strictly to detect potential illegal activity and alert wardens. They were always the smallest department in any warden office. Every department usually had at least one violet cloak if it was in the budget. Orange cloaks were forensic investigators, or CSI. They used magic and science to piece together clues at crime scenes. As with violet cloaks, they were not able to make arrests, and most of their work was done in a lab. Orange cloaks were usually a department based out of a region and serving different precincts within their sector. Only major cities had an entire office floor in each department for orange cloaks to do their work. Blue cloaks were detectives. There were many more of them than you would see in a typical police precinct because they were responsible for investigating all crimes, even those before they happened. Blue cloaks were often split into different sub-departments like the Financial Crimes Division, Sexual Assault and Battery, Murders and Missing Persons, and the Toxic Task Force. They were normally the highest ranked individuals in a warden department. Most of the precinct's resources were devoted exclusively to blue cloaks. They were the only members of a precinct allowed to conduct their job out of uniform as members of undercover squads. Black cloaks were FBI, CIA, or whatever alphabet agency you can think of. They were the federal, national, and in some cases international wardens. Most had a background in the military and went on to conduct high-level operations involving espionage, extortion, and murder. 
Some small towns employed a black cloak warden or two in positions much like local sheriffs, able to perform multiple tasks associated with a variety of colored cloak individuals. So there you have it, the different kinds of cloaked wardens in law enforcement precincts stationed all over the magical world of Fabella. That's going to do it for us today. Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created, produced, and hosted by Dylan Foley with music by Garrett Ferris and Audioblocks. Books are available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. As always, look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.